Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hello, everyone. Can everyone hear me all right? My name is Nikki Cumpston, and I'm very pleased to be here. I'm the Artistic Director of Tarnandi, and I'd like to start by acknowledging that we're here today on the lands of the Ghana people and to pay our respect to their elders, to the elders past, many of whom I've worked very closely with over my 30 years of living and working on Ghana country. My family are Barkindji people. We're from the Barker, our Darling River, and uh, from around Broken Hill, Wilcannia, and Menindi. And I'm absolutely honoured today to be here with the artist Tony Wilson. And Tony and I are going to have a conversation about his work and share some of the ideas and stories and the ways that, that Tony works um, with his practice. And Tony is a Ghana, Naranga, and um, Ngarangiri man and has a very interesting background that he might share with you. <laughs> so to start with, I'll, I'll just um, let you know that these are Tony's two paintings here and um, the great-grandfather and the great-grandmother. And so he's, he, he's going to share a bit of that story with you. G'day, everyone. Um, I think first I just got to say that this is really intimidating for me. This is like <laughs> the first time I've actually um, sat in front of an audience to um, speak about my painting. So it's all in there, but it might block up every now and then. That's why I've got Nikki here to help sort of extract the answers. But um, maybe I can just explain what the paintings are about. Um, so recently, recently I had a, a solo exhibition and um, the theme to that exhibition was, um, it was based on a, a timeline and it was recently in my um, family we've been um, exploring um, a side of the family that we were disconnected to and through that research um, I recently found, even though I grew up on Ghana land and I felt connected to Ghana land, that um, through my grandfather um, and another lineage that we are from Ghana, we're Ghana mob. And so in this series of um, paintings and illustrations, I gave each um, painting a title. And this series here, the family series, um, I titled, I titled these paintings um, from like the, in the community, if you're called uncle or auntie, it's like a, a, they're a real strong pillar in the community. Even if it's not, that's not your blood auntie or uncle, just out of respect and out of their leadership, they get that title. Um, so my first two paintings was auntie and uncle. And, um, and, and I paint them pretty similar, but I usually choose an actual auntie, uncle in the community or um, grandfather, grandmother um, and I paint with them in mind. But the way I go about it, um, maybe I'll just sort of stand up, but the way I paint it, it's, there's a few different stories um, going on in these paintings but the main framework to this painting was an acknowledgement to the elders in the community. And elders, I mean leaders in the community. Um, 
And when I mean when I mean elders and when I mean leaders, it's it's those leaders that that lift up others around them to to then go and lead and you know it's that cycle. So this one is acknowledgement to elders. Um, like when we open up a meeting and we'll give acknowledgement to the country and to the elders, past, present, and now we're saying next generation. Um, that next generation part's really important to me and I probably should just, before I go into this, my background, um, I've been working in youth work for 18 years now, um, mainly around western suburbs and northern suburbs. Um, so just over the years working with youth, um, you know, mostly they're disengaged youth for whatever reason and um, I've worked in various roles um, in youth engagement, uh, whether it's sports engagement, could be food, could be all sorts of things, but the last three and a half, four years, I got a chance to actually combine two of my passions, which was art and youth work. And so a, a former boss gave, uh, gave me a call and he just said, um, I've got two days for you, I'd like you to just come up with something based around art engagement, art mentoring. I have no idea like what I was going to do with that. Um, I, um, I, I just drew on the mentoring experience and the way we sort of engage with, with the kids, um, but then just brought art to it. And then very quickly, what we just tried to do was uh, create like a, um, just like a mock art studio within the school. And then when the students come in, we just treat them like artists, not students. And then um, we, we basically just create art and we help facilitate that process. And then when that platform is established, you're feeling good, you're creative, then indirectly or the, the byproduct is the mentoring and the life coaching that comes with it. Anyway, so the last four years we've been in, heavily involved in that program. What actually happened is it, it actually brought my art back because I forgot to mention, 10 years before that, I actually quit art. I, I just thought it wasn't for me. And um, even though I grew up always with a pencil or paintbrush in my hand, um, I got to a point where I just quit. And um, yeah, so this art program actually opened up my art chakra again, and then I just started to paint. Um, but I started to paint in more in this style, and um, the way I paint, it's it actually talks about um, impact that we have on each other, and that the environment has on us, and um, and yeah. So if I can just jump back to um, the story, so yeah, when. Um, the, the framework and the basic story to these paintings are its acknowledgement to elders or leaders in the community, past, present, and the next generation. So I try to paint like um, like raindrops in, in the water, and it's got that ripple effect. But when I paint this, I first paint the undercolor, and so it sits underneath and it's lifting up, so to speak. I actually. I actually got that from um, when I was when I was younger. I was watching a, a Nelson Mandela um, interview, and and he, he got asked what what does it take to be a great leader. And his answer he, he used an analogy of um, well, first he said you have to be humble, and uh, so people can warm to you. 
And then he used the analogy of the rivers flowing to the sea because the sea's lower than the river. And then, so that's where I, what I sort of was thinking when I was painting this. And um, yeah, so this one is great-grandmother and this one's great-grandfather. And um, yeah, that's, that's the basic of the, the, the basic story. But then there's these other stories within stories as well. Because like I said about everything is about, you know, the impact that we have on each other. But that starts with how we think and, and how we speak and, and then how we act. And, um, and um, you know, it all makes a, a difference, you know, that we're all sort of interconnected. And even though it's, you know, painted in an Aboriginal sort of style painting, it's, you know, I try to sort of get into that sort of, um, you know, that, um, those stories on, you know, those things that connect all of us, you know, at that human level. Um, and, um, you know, try to, try, try to paint, um, you know, visually depict, um, you know, that, that in-between space that, between all of us, you know. Also, even the in-between space between our thoughts, you know, in, in, in that. Um, yeah, it's not easy to try to vis you know, bring that to a visual, but that's how it came out. <laughs> and Tony, um, when I first met you, you were a student. You were very young. You were about 18 years old. Yeah. And you were a student at Townie. Townie, yeah, at the Aboriginal Community College. And at the time, you were a student in the art department. Yeah. And do you want to tell us a little bit about that time in your life? So that was a transition time. So I, I was fresh out of high school, um, went into that, um, the art course at Townie. Um, and then, then I actually got a opportunity to study at UniSA in visual arts, which was amazing. Um, but at the same time, it's why I quit. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah, I remember down to that last lecture, I was, because I, I already had started working in, in uh, youth engagement programs um, before that, and I actually um, just put that on hold to go and do some study. Um, but, yeah, that last lecture, I, I remember just looking out, outside through the window and, looking back inside of what we were talking about. And I just had this strong feeling that, you know, real life and my life is out there. And, and so at that time, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't, this wasn't the right timing for that. And then so I went back out there and um, continued just working in, in youth work and then did some, a lot of traveling. I wandered around a lot actually. Um, ended up in Romania for six months <laughs> in Transylvania. Yeah, actually, I got to teach some kids over there some god art stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I just think about your travels and and you know your your father's background and yeah. and last year. Do you want to talk about what you did? Yeah. So, um, Mum's Aboriginal, uh, 
dad's actually Italian. Um, grandparents came out after World War II, so migrant family. Uh, we all grew up in Port Adelaide. Um, but when I was younger, my dad, I, I owe him a couple of flights actually. He took me to, to Italy to connect with family on that side. Um, a couple of times before I even hit high school. Um, so that, that stayed with me and, and I think that helped make me realise as, as a young fella um, that the world was bigger than the little bubble that we were living in and um, yeah, that, that left a, a lasting impact. Um, but yeah, moving forward to, um, I did a, quite a bit of travelling um, in my early 20s over to Europe and a few other places. Um, but early this year I, I had a chance to um, to go back to Italy and I, I picked Umbria because it was just off the tourist track slightly. Things were cheaper but so beautiful. Those that have been to Umbria probably know that. Um, but I, I, have, I had some connections there, a couple of friends and some distant cousins and it was enough for them to just sort of help me locate an apartment and I just spent three months just painting basically and it was a chance to just see how I would go at doing it full time um, to see like if I'd have the discipline to do it every day um, what what would that feel like and um, I don't know, would I get bored with it um, but now it was completely opposite I've just found just being in that creative space as long as I wanted to um, it yeah the, the creativity and the, the paintings just just poured out and um, yeah I was doing like 12-hour sessions at times you know just a ritual of waking up making a coffee and I, I was pretty lucky I, I had this um, little balcony and it just overlooked this valley and I was paying like it was 400 a month like it was ridiculously cheap <laughs> so I did that for a couple of months and just yeah just just painted, yeah, and then it um, it got me ready for um, a, a couple of um, smaller exhibitions, and, and then my solo. Um, then, yeah, then which led to um, yeah these two paintings being here, which is yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like <laughs> yeah, only a couple of years back into painting, but just the way everything's panned out. Um, the age of 19, working in, in my local area in Port Adelaide, working in schools and and then, you know, having art with me but then quitting but then coming back and but coming back with with a few more reference points. Um, and so under <coughs> underneath all these paintings, it, it's usually about, like I said, the, the impact we have on each other, the impact we have on ourselves. So really I'm talking about you know, mental health and, you know, a, a lot of the things that I see in our local community, um, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous, Australia's got a pretty crappy record of, um, you know, mental health. And um, as, as, as nice as a country as it is, um, material-wise, I think we've got a lot to, um, to do with um, reconnecting to that, um, more meaningful side of life. Yeah, so that's kind of what's driving me. And, and on top of that, yeah, my, um, uh, the, the program that I've been running in a couple of schools, um, just in the West at the moment, 
we call it the Calm and Deadly program. Um, the kids came up with that um, name. It just means when you're feeling you know, calm and confident, calm and capable. And um, yeah, and, and I'm seeing their journey. So it's like, because um, I've had some exhibitions as well, and some of them have sold artwork, and, um, and then just, just looking at the, the stats, you know, their attendance is just through the roof, relatively speaking. And the quality of engagement, of positive engagement, it's after, you know, all these years, it's, it's art's magic, art's magic in that space. Um, just the process, you know, it's that um, mindfulness process, creative space, um, you know, you're, you're recalibrating, you're getting grounded, and, and then what they're producing is, is amazing. So it's like we're all going on this journey together, you yeah. know, so it's been, it's been great so far, but yeah, I'm, I just feel like it's just the beginning. Yeah. And, and hopefully this year I'm going to escape somewhere mm. and do another art boot camp somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so. And uh, I might just mention that the opportunities that have arisen from the work that you've done with the school students has led to them being exhibited as part of ARMOB yeah. um, each year at the Adelaide Festival Centre and that exhibition's usually on during Sala in, in, Jan in um, August. So if you haven't ever been to an ARMOB exhibition, it's a, a really wonderful opportunity to see what artists from across South Australia yeah. are doing. Adults and, and youth, and, and that's mm. pretty much where I got my platform. That's where I got my platform um, to then go on and um, uh, yeah, be, be a part of a few more exhibitions. And um, yeah, yeah, we're hoping to get um, some more um, schools involved in that as well. But that's an uh, annual event each year at the Festival Theatre, so it's a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony won the Emerging Artist Award two years ago and had a solo exhibition as a part of that the following year. Yeah, so I was yeah, pretty lucky to, to win that and that's basically what um, funded my uh, trip over to Italy and gave me that chance to um, yeah, have that experience. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty grateful to Elmop for that. Mm. And I think that, as you mentioned, the work that you do with the Calm and Deadly program, the way that, um, that you engage the students by, I know you, you spoke to me about it once and, and you explained how you sit around and it's as if there's a campfire there. And do you want to tell us a bit about that process? Uh, yeah, so, so basically we're just trying to set it up so it's, you know, the mentoring just happens organically. Um, so we, we, like I said, we, we set up like a mock art studio within the school. Um, and, but, but visually I, we, we try to keep in mind that you know, we try to imagine it as a um, studio slash campfire setting. So you know how sometimes you're sitting around the campfire and just staring into the fire. It's just silence and that's perfect for that moment. And that's what we're doing with our painting. Sometimes we're just painting. Every student's got their own project or we'll have a collaborative project happening. Um, or sometimes, you, you know, conversations will come out of it. Um, but what, what we're really trying to achieve is just that um, comfortable, safe, creative environment. Um, that at least for that uh, session, that you know you can park all the 
the crap for a little while and, and just feel good um, in that space. And, but usually that, that, that feeling of feeling good and that mindfulness practice, you know, it's active meditation, that usually then transfers back into the classroom or wherever, you know, like it's, it's good for all of us really. And I really commend you on that work and 18 years is a long time to be working yeah. in, a, in a quite difficult area. It's yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it found me. Um, I've got to admit I wasn't a big fan of school growing up, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to escape school. Still get my school photo each year. Um, but yeah, but now it looks like after all these years, um, telling the kids to, you know, find out what you really love and just go do it. Um, it's my time to sort of practice what I've been preaching. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm gonna um, just paint for a little while. Mm. Yeah. No, that's terrific. And I know you said you were nervous, but you speak really so nervous. beautifully, honestly. Yeah. yeah, we're all very appreciative of you being able to share an, an aspect of your journey and no we wish you well on you know your further journeys through art and finding more and more ways for yourself to be able to keep creating and congratulations Tony your work's phenomenal thank Thanks, you Grandmother, great grandfather, yeah. no. But so you heard the story. Yeah. yeah, and and that's how we sort of track back, like yeah. our um, lineage, and so um, yeah. So these were just um, inspired by them. Yeah, but <clears throat> the reason, like the way, the other story within this story is like this is my take on say like a, a life path. So. You've got that life, linear life path, you know, and you can veer off track and bring them experiences back to, you know, your, your authentic path or what feels right for you. But this is seeing it in more like a 360 open world type life path. And so what I'm sort of, it's like a snapshot. So these, in my mind when I'm painting, this is all moving in and out. And, and what it's influenced by is environment and other people but but the main influence is our perception and how we're thinking like our thoughts and um, because it one of one of the ways uh, one of the things I was I had in mind when I was painting this in this style is depression and I was thinking of certain family members and it's like if you stay in that way of thinking um, in those negative thoughts and those, in those, in, if you're making those decisions, you know, not for you, not for the betterment of yourself and the people around you, but for other reasons, and there's a difference. And it's like that the, the the visuals that I get is when you're making those empowering choices, 
you know, that, that light inside of you just grows a little bit brighter, you know, and it's like that collection of, of, of you know, those types of thoughts or those types of thoughts will land you in some really good places or some really dark places. And I unfortunately had a few fa close family members where their light went out, you know, and, and so that's what this is talking about is that illumination of your real you, that's what you take around on this planet Earth and this short time we have here. You know, our, our chance at life. You know, your life path is everywhere, and but you take you and your presence wherever you go. And so it's kind of just saying, um, yeah, that your life path or your life moment is just about how much you can bring your presence to this moment you know, that we're having. And so, yeah, so it's in, that's the story that I've got in mind. And so that's why, you know, it's in, out, and um, it's, it's more like a, just a snapshot of a particular moment. But because I'm thinking of leaders in my community or people that inspire me um, when I'm painting like this, um, that's why it's really illuminated and, and you know, has that presence. Like when you meet people that do inspire you or they've got that, that, that presence that just sort of radiates. And, and you know yourself with people that you might be close to or that you know that you know, when it's gone in the opposite direction, you know, their, their light is very low, you know? And um, so that's kind of what it's talking about, and, you know? And a little reminder of the importance of keeping track of how we're thinking or how we're seeing what's happening to us or around us. Um, so yeah, that's that's the other story in it. No worries. Yeah. Did you paint paint these in Umbria? No, I painted a smaller, two smaller ones in Umbria. Because I couldn't, I couldn't fit them in the bag. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but you have the idea that I had the idea before I left. I see. This this one I actually painted just before I I went. I actually had a hernia operation, <laughs> and so I was, it was really painful. And then I was home for a month, like just on the couch. And so I had this in front of me, and it's pretty painful that some parts to it, but <laughs> I didn't have anything else to do, so. But that's where this, this one came from, and then, um, but then I dedicated them to, like, my great-grandparents, who I actually didn't meet um, because of all the research that our family were doing at the time. Um, yeah, but in Umbria, yeah, I painted smaller versions of this, um, but yeah. Colors that you've chosen. Um, yep. Was she um, a river person? So it, it, it's more. They are more coastal, um, but it's just like I'll, I'll, it's just instinctively I just thought of water, mm -hmm. and so I went with that direction in the color palette. And then my uncle and my grandfather, I just felt rock and the ground. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what influenced. Um, 
the colours. But but yeah, I'm probably more drawn to the water and then because I grew up near Semaphore, so the water's always something that's close to me as well. But yeah. It was it was interesting. When I was in Umbria, um, I, I did a, a painting that I dedicated to my both sides of the family. Because when I was in Umbria, there was just beautiful um, stonework that, that sort of where raw sienna, that colour comes mm -hmm. from. But it looked so similar to the, the rocks in the Adelaide Hills. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, that was, um, yeah, it was a nice fusion to bring those two colours together. But, yeah. Mm. So, could I just ask your other words? Yeah. Uh, have they got a lot of colour? In them, and the second question: um, Do you actually put any Western influence into your work? Ah, uh, well, that the second question, yeah. Like my background's in illustration, and so I, I recently did a, a, a drawing of my sister, and I so I used um, graphite and and charcoal. And then I had a layer of um, acrylic dots over the top. So there was a nice fusion there. Um, I do like to draw on both. Um, and um, what was the first question? The oh, the colours. So yeah, my background is just black and white pencil. <laughs> so I was really scared of colour. But like when I see that, I'm just, that excites me. So um, I, I have... I have used um, I have used different color schemes in in some other paintings, um, but yeah. But this particular series was just earth tones or like land and water. Yeah. Well, it, it led me to go back into my drawing, actually, and. So I did a, that's where the, the drawing of my sister came about. And I, actually in Umbria, I just used um, some graphite and some watercolor. And it was actually really nice to, to connect back to um, that style of um, art that I used to do as a little guy growing up. And um, so I think that will be my next, um, I'll, I'll explore that a bit further coming up. Um, but. I feel like I need to keep painting in this style as well. So that's why I have to go full time for a while because I've just got all these different ideas. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers.